Welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, December 13th, and we have completed week 49 of 2021. I want to take this opportunity to thank all the listeners. We really do appreciate you tuning in, and I cannot thank you enough. We also want to hear what's on your mind. If you have any feedback on this podcast or want to give us some suggestions, feel free to contact us on Instagram or by visiting our website at businesstravel360.com. Now, let's get to the headlines. Global airline passenger capacity in 2022 will grow 47% year-over-year, reaching 2015 levels, according to projections in global aviation analytics firm Cerium. Capacity in 2021, as measured in available seat kilometers, is expected to return to 2006 levels, 30% down from 2019. About 78% of worldwide flights Sirium tracked between January 1st and October 31st, 2021, were domestic. International flights have taken a slower time to recover, with restrictions still in place on certain routes, but capacity still grew 6% compared with the same period in 2020. The White House announced that the United States will strengthen testing protocols for incoming international travelers regardless of citizenship status, vaccination status, and regardless of the country of origin. According to the release, all international travelers will be required to present proof of a negative test taken within one day of travel. The current requirements designates a three-day testing window, which leaves a longer time period for would-be travelers to contract the virus prior to travel, but without developing symptoms. The Biden administration also has extended through March 18, 2022, the federal mask mandate for air, rail, and public transportation. The TSA will continue its implementing orders through the same date. The minimum fine for noncompliance is $500 and increases to $3,000 for repeat offenders. Companies around the world will face an increasingly complex risk landscape with employee health and civil unrest highlighted as some of the top challenges for the year ahead. The ISOS Risk Outlook 2022 report includes data from a survey of nearly 1,000 risk professionals across 75 countries, as well as insight from the Workforce Resilient Council and international SOS proprietary data. It indicates that more than half, 56%, of organizations plan to increase spending on both mental and physical health support for employees. The trend comes as 36% of respondents expect mental health to cause a significant decrease in productivity in 2022 as organizations face the dual challenge of the physical aspects of COVID-19 safety and a global mental health crisis made worse by the pandemic. A new credit card's reward consumer protection law has just been signed by the New York Governor's Office after passage this summer. Starting one year from now, it will help customers who cancel a credit card or have a card closed on them by the issuer for lack of use to still use the points. The bill prohibits bank credit card points from expiring and requires banks to give consumers 90 days to use their credit card rewards points if their account is closed either by the consumer or the bank. For some banks, it's not an issue at all. For example, if a American Express membership rewards card gets closed, you still have another membership rewards card. You can still have all your points. But if you don't, this bill will definitely be helpful. This bill is most useful for consumers who want to cancel a credit card or have a card closed on them for lack of use. And finally, American Airlines CEO Doug Parker has announced that he will retire effective March 31st, 2022, and current President Robert Ism will succeed him. 
Ism will also join the airline's board of directors on that date, while Parker will continue to serve on the board. Doug Parker started his tenure as CEO in 2013 after American Airlines merged with U.S. Air, of which Parker was CEO. Ism had been EVP and COO of U.S. Air at that time of the merger and retained that position with American. He was promoted to president in 2016. Now in news related to changes in travel due to the pandemic. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio on Monday announced a COVID-19 vaccination mandate for private sector workers in the city effective December 27th. The mandate, which de Blasio described as a first-in-nation policy, applies to about 184,000 businesses and expands on current requirements for municipal employees, and patrons of indoor dining, entertainment, and fitness establishments. Other cities and local governments across the U.S. are likely to follow New York's lead, according to Steve Bell, partner in international law firm. Of course, there will be resistance and no doubt legal objections, Bell said. However, the harsh realities of the contagious variant create an atmosphere in which aggressive measures must be required to halt the spread of the virus. The U.S. Centers of Disease Control, CDC, on Monday added France-Portugal Jordan to its Level 4 very high travel advisory list because of rising cases in those countries. The additions all now fall into a category that CDC says Americans should avoid travel to. They join a list of more than 80 countries in that category, including Denmark, Germany, Ireland, the Netherlands, Norway, South Africa, and more. France on Saturday reported more than 50,000 new cases. Portugal also in the midst of an uptick in cases recorded another 3,700 positive cases. Both France and Portugal are in the process of adding new restrictions. Because of concerns over the Omicron variant, all travelers age 12 and over coming into the UK will have to show proof of a negative COVID-19 PCR or antigen test taken within two days of departure of their final flight into the UK. At the same time, all vaccinated travelers must pre-book a post-arrival test no more than two days after arrival and self-isolate until they receive the negative test. All unvaccinated travelers must do the same thing along with an additional test on day 8 and 10, isolation period instead of 2. The requirements are in place regardless of vaccination status or citizenship. IATA is urging global governments to follow advice from the WHO and reconsider all travel restrictions introduced following the emergence of the new COVID-19 variant Omicron. The World Health Organization said that blanket travel bans will not prevent the international spread of the variant and that such measures place a heavy burden on lives and livelihoods. Willie Walsh, IATA's Director General, commented that after nearly two years with COVID-19, we know a lot more about the virus and the inability of travel restrictions to control its spread. But the discovery of the variant introduced instant amnesia on governments where they implemented knee-jerk restrictions in complete contravention of advice from the WHO, the global expert. Twenty twenty one will be filled with news of mergers and new partnerships. JetBlue and Ireland based airline Aer Lingus have expanded their code share agreement to a bilateral partnership. JetBlue will place its code on four routes between JFK and Boston International Airport to reach Dublin Airport and Shannon Airport. The airlines, since 2019, have had a unilateral code-sharing agreement in which Aer Lingus placed its code on flights to dozens of JetBlue destinations. JetBlue plans to add its code on other Aer Lingus routes beyond Ireland in the near future. 
The Lufthansa Group and TripActions are launching a co-branded booking and management platform targeting small and medium-sized customers of the airline group. The platform lets members of Lufthansa's group's corporate rewards program book through a specialized version of TripActions tool and lets users earn and redeem points in the program. This also gives program members access to TripAction features including policy and profile management tools, customer support, and centralized billing. In addition, Lufthansa will be able to make special offers to those customers through the platform as a dedicated channel. Meetings management technology provider Cvent completed its merger with special purpose acquisition company Dragoneer Growth Opportunities Corp. on Wednesday and began trading as a public company today on the Nasdaq exchange. The stock opened at $10.05 per share. Seven announced plans for the merger in July with an anticipated $5.3 billion valuation and about $800 million in cash. The company, founded by Reggie Agrawal in 1999, has about 4,000 global employees and has been public once before prior to being purchased by Vista Equity Partners in 2016 for $1.65 billion. And now in news related to the return to travel. In a presentation to investors Wednesday, Southwest Airlines announced that it will introduce a new fare product midway through next year. The fares will appear in a fourth column alongside Southwest's current Wanna Get Away Anytime and Business Select offerings. Details are still under wraps, but according to Southwest Executive Vice President Andrew Watterson, the new fare category will be placed above the airline's lowest price Wanna Get Away fare category and has attributes that customers will happily be willing to pay more for. He stressed that the new product will not take away anything from the other fares, but offer something more. The Mexican airline Aeromexico is nearly back to its pre-pandemic traffic levels as it posted a 95% recovery during November. Aeromexico is trailing behind Viva Aerobus and Valeris, two low-cost airlines that are already exceeding their 2019 levels. Compared to its low-cost peers, Aeromexico has struggled to bounce back from the COVID-19 pandemic. The airline has slowly been able to recover traffic levels that it had in 2019. Nonetheless, it has done so while other airlines across the world are still struggling and feeling the negative impact of the crisis. Earlier this year, Alaska Mileage Plan announced it will extend all current elite status through April 30th, 2022. Status ordinarily expires on March 31st, 2021. So this is a four-month extension. And it will happen automatically and should be reflected on Mileage Plus accounts by December 31st, 2021. Those who are not able to requalify for status they held in 2021 will have another pathway to maintain their status based on their flying in the first four months of 2022. Hilton Honors points now expire after 24 months of inactivity. Staying at the Hilton Honors property is one way of keeping points alive, but you can also do that by earning and redeeming points at any Hilton Honors partner, earning points with a co-branded credit card, purchasing Hilton Honors points, or donating points to charity. Hilton says that the change in policy is permanent. Major changes are being made to Delta's basic economy fares that are purchased as of December 9, 2021 for travel as of January 1, 2022. Delta basic economy fares will no longer earn redeemable Delta Sky Miles and will no longer count towards Delta Sky Miles medallion status. This is a major policy change because previously, basic economy tickets earned miles and qualified for elite status at a similar rate as regular tickets, but that will no longer be the case. And now in some technology news. 
Agencia over the last several months has been adding new rail booking capabilities, including new providers, additional service capabilities in certain countries, and expansion of its display comparing air and rail options. The Agencia Air Rail Display, which Agencia announced in June, can alert users booking a flight when rail service is available on the same route. Additionally, Agencia integrated the booking systems from Germany's Deutsche Bahn as well as the leading rail provider in Norway. Agencia also added capabilities for users in its app to both book and cancel rail service in Spain and Norway and to manage rail trips for up to six travelers simultaneously in Norway. American Express Global Business Travel will make a multi-billion dollar long-term annual investment to develop technology alongside Sabre Corp over the next decade for an expanded partnership between the two companies. The expanded partnership will take effect in January. Specifically, MXGBT and Sabre plan to work together to enhance corporate travel booking capabilities, speed up merchandising and retailing solutions, and enable efficient and superior customer service. Specifics about the amount of the investment were not disclosed. And finally, in some space news, Michael Strahan took a flight with five other passengers on Blue Origin's third passenger flight on Saturday from the company's West Texas launch site. The crew landed around 10.10 a.m. Eastern Time after being launched into the sky. The 50-year-old TV personality covered the first human space launch from Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin this summer and since then has been enamored with human space travel. According to Michael Strahan, Blue Origin approached him, and when they asked him if he wanted to go, he said without hesitation, yes, I definitely wanted to go to space. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this Business Travel Podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeart, Pandora, or Spotify. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they may also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well.